You are Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast on the Mississippi State Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Hell State Nation? Welcome into Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast dedicated to the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I'm your host, Taylor Jones. Locked On Mississippi State is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There's a handful of great podcasts out there for you to listen to. We're just one of the uh, many members of the family. If you're looking for uh, some more SEC podcasts to listen to this week, I would definitely recommend listening to my guy Cole Thompson at Locked On Aggies. He was a part of our show yesterday. A great interview with him. Uh, I feel pretty enlightened about what he had to say about uh, Texas A&M football heading into the week. There's Locked On Aggies. Uh, John Neighbors from a couple of weeks ago, uh, Locked On Razorbacks. He's got a good show out. Uh, Locked On LSU, Locked On Gators. They two, uh, they two have shows, and uh, neither one of them are playing this week. Uh, we're going to dig a little bit more into that as well. And as of recording this show, uh, Bama and Georgia still playing. Uh, Locked On Bama, Locked On Georgia. My good friend Luke Robinson uh, running the show over at Locked On Bama. There's a lot of really good podcasts out there, uh, so definitely get out and listen to some. Not just college athletics, but uh, you're a big Braves fan like I am. Got a pretty big win last night over the Dodgers, up 3-1. Uh, I'm excited. I am. I uh, little, a little, a little careful, though, because uh, they are an Atlanta team, and uh, they have a tendency of doing some uh, crazy things. So I'm... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to take it one game at a time. How about that? Uh, you can follow us on social media at Locked On Miss State. That's Locked On M I S S S T. You can also send us an email, Locked On Mississippi State at gmail.com. Today's show is brought to you by Built Go. When you go to builtgo.com, make your purchases. Be sure to use the promo code LOCKED and you will get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Let's go. So it is Maroon Friday, Texas A&M coming to town. Uh, Something different that we need to uh, bring up if you're not able to go to Starkville to watch the game in person. And those of you that are lucky enough to go there, I hope you have a good time. I uh, think you're very lucky. And uh, we hope to uh, pull the dogs through with a huge win. Uh, But if you're not able to go, the game does kick off at 3 o'clock tomorrow. The station has been moved from the SEC Network to ESPN. So again, uh, game will not be on the SEC Network. It will be on ESPN. Uh, A couple of games being postponed. I know the Missouri-Vanderbilt game was postponed earlier in the week. And with the uh, COVID situation involving Florida, uh, they have decided to postpone the game with LSU. So that's the second time I know of that LSU has had uh, something crazy come up that affects their schedule. Last week uh, was the biggest one with uh, the with Hurricane Delta uh, coming through Louisiana at about the time that LSU and Mizzou were going to kick off. They ended up playing the game in Columbia. That did not go well for LSU. I'm sure that they uh, they weren't happy about that one at all. Uh, but now they don't have a game this week because uh, the COVID-19 situation with the Florida Gators. I was a little worried about our game. Uh, the last game that Florida played was on the road at College Station against the Texas A&M Aggies, a team that's coming in uh, to the uh, to Starkville on Saturday. Um, 
yes, as far as we know, things are starting to look okay, but um, again, you know, a lot, uh, a lot could happen between now and um, and <laughs> tomorrow at three o'clock. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, right now, uh, looking at the latest report, um, no impact says A.D. Russ Bjork of uh, of the Florida situation. Uh, Florida coming down with at least nineteen cases. Uh, that was the last report, and uh, Texas A&M were the last ones to play them. They welcomed Florida into their visitors' locker room, uh, so I'm sure they got that cleaned, and uh, Florida wasn't able to go anywhere else around the stadium, and uh, they were able to uh, get on out of there. So as of right now, Texas A&M, Mississippi State still on. It's going to be a pretty big game, I believe. Uh, Mississippi State looking to bounce back after two big losses in a row, uh, one to Arkansas at home. And again, the loss last week at uh, Kentucky. Texas A&M getting a pretty rough draw to start the year. We knew that they were one of those that had a, a pretty tough schedule coming in. But they uh, they were able to overcome at least one of those. Uh, one of those games being uh, Florida last week winning that one uh, just in the nick of time. There were some situ- there were some times where I thought, all right, Florida's got this thing handled. But Texas A&M, Kellen Mond, Jimbo Fisher, you can't count, uh, count them out. And they were able to uh, get out of there with a W. Uh, we're going to be looking at several things throughout the show, including uh, the biggest uh, stars for Texas A&M to watch. Uh, I'm going to be curious to see how they respond. It's kind of the same thing that I was thinking about after Mississippi State defeated LSU. Uh, you've got a, uh, well, with Mississippi State, you have a brand new coach, a brand new quarterback, a brand new system. You've got a proven running back, but he's going to be uh, being used in different roles. How are they going to uh, do against LSU in their first game? Well, they did pretty well. Uh, were able to torch the LSU defense for over 630 yards. Uh, KJ Costello had 623 of those from his arm, and uh, they were able to beat LSU by 10 points. But after that, they just weren't able to get things together. They uh, couldn't uh, quite make the plays on offense against Arkansas, and we saw even more of that last week against Kentucky falling 24-2. to uh, But how are they going to respond? Texas A&M coming out, uh, winning a big game. And that was the big talk. This has been the big talk for the last couple of years now when it comes to Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher uh, going to Florida State, having success, winning a national championship. Really the only uh, team he had to worry about when he was there was Clemson. Clemson, a team that was on the rise. And... Uh, They've done nothing but have gotten better since he left. Florida State has done nothing but gotten worse. Uh, so Jimbo Fisher uh, still feel like he's a pretty good fit in Texas A&M. It's just something about Aggies, Texas A&M, the 12th man, and a guy named Jimbo leading the way. It's just It just seems perfect, and I think that they are in good hands with Jimbo Fisher. But the big thing about him was he's got to get the signature win. He has to get the big win, and when you play in a division like uh, the SEC West, where you have Alabama, first of all. Um, they ended up losing pretty big earlier in this year to Alabama. That was one of the big uh, big things with them as they got hosed uh, pretty early. They played Vanderbilt, which you thought, okay, that's going to be a pretty easy game. They struggle with Vanderbilt at home. They go to Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa, get waxed, and then they come back home against Florida, a team that was expected to win the SEC East and it's still very early on. I still think the Gators could uh, could have a chance to win the SEC. That's uh, a quarterback that I like when uh, Kyle Trask. 
uh, and you can't count our guy Mullen. You know, as bad as we don't want him to succeed sometimes at another school, uh, we can't uh, we can't count out our guy Mullen. Uh, so I still think they've got a pretty good shot. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what uh, the other team in the SEC East, uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, we'll be talking about them a little bit later in the show as well. But, uh, yeah, I, I would say Jimbo Fisher finally got that big win. You had the huge overtime game a couple years ago against LSU, but LSU wasn't the team that they are now. Yeah, they ended up going to uh, ended up going to the Fiesta Bowl, um, beating uh, UCF. But, uh, yeah, they, they weren't the LSU of last year. Now, if they had beaten the LSU of last year, 74-72, and I lost track of how many overtimes there were now, but uh, they were a pretty good bet. If you had done that against Joe Burrow, against uh, Thaddeus Moss, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, that incredible defense, that would be pretty impressive. So he got that win, uh, but he also got the win against Florida, and a lot of people were saying that was his first convincing win. That was the win. I I wouldn't go as far as saying that uh, his job was on the line. I know a lot of Aggie fans would say that it was, uh, but that was a pretty big win for him. Um, don't know how many of those big wins he's going to get considering the division that he's in. Uh, Auburn is another big opportunity win for him this year, but who knows what they're going to do. They've shown signs of uh, struggling this year, uh, losing big to Georgia on the road, nearly losing to Arkansas. Probably should have lost to Arkansas on the road. That was a uh, backwards pass. It should have been called a fumble, but the official blew that one dead. So, yeah, (laughs) tough luck for Arkansas there. Um, but other than that, I really don't see Texas A&M really having uh, having any trouble with uh, with anybody else. They've played three games so far, uh, went over Vanderbilt, went over Florida, and of course that 52-24 loss to uh, Alabama. We're going to have much more coverage of tomorrow's game with Mississippi State and Texas A&M. All of that and more coming up after this message from Built Go. You hear me talk about the Built Bar a lot of times. It's one thing I grab on the go for breakfast. It's a delicious protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but it's low in fat. You're probably thinking to yourself, there's no way that's true. Hey, it is true. You need to go out and try it. But the people that make Built Bar also make Built Go. Built Go is perfect for breaking through your wall. When do you hit a wall every day? It may not be every day. It may be every other day. Sometimes it may be once an hour you hit a wall. I don't really know. But Built Go is the way to go. I'm a teacher during the day. So sometimes you get really busy trying to help students and you don't get a chance to eat lunch when you want to or you just don't have time to really do anything. Uh, So you grab a Built Bar, things are pretty good. But sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes a school decides that they want to cater some lunch to you and you eat this big piece of fried chicken or you eat just this big lunch meal and after a while you just get kind of sluggish you've got three more hours three more periods of class to teach and um you kind of run into that wall well built go will help you break through that wall it's very easy to contain it's only a uh, ounce and a half package uh, you can put it in your briefcase put it in my computer bag like i do And you can stay focused. You can teach kids a lot of things, get through a lot of things in about an hour. If you're out golfing this weekend, help power through that back nine. I know those games can be kind of long, especially when you're playing with me. I cannot play golf to save my life. You can also put it in your back pocket for any time throughout the day. It comes in three delicious flavors, including peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. 
Built Go. It's like five-hour energy without the crash, and it's like drinking a Monster Energy drink with about a third of the caffeine, and you get better results. So when you go to BuiltGo.com, make your purchase, and use the promo code LOCKED, you will get 20% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. It's the Maroon Friday show of Locked On Mississippi State. Taking a look at what Texas A&M is able to do and how they do it so well. They come in with a 2-1 record. They've got a 5-point win over Vanderbilt at home, 17-12. Vanderbilt not uh, proving to be a pretty good team this year. Uh, they were blown out against LSU. They were also blown out against South Carolina as well. So... Um, yeah, that, uh, that five-point loss for Vanderbilt's looking pretty good uh, as they're 0-3. The 52-24 loss at Alabama, which of course is expected, and then they got the big win last week over Florida, 41-38, a game that they had to scratch and claw for and uh, finally get back in. Uh, the big guy that we're looking at this year, Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond, if you heard uh, Cole Thompson yesterday from Locked On Aggies, uh, asked him, did they thought here in year four as a, a senior, are they where he wants to be? And or the fans think that uh, they're where that they want him to be. And he said, no, not yet. Because, of course, he's not uh, he's not your Kyle Trask. He's not your Johnny Football. He's not uh, what Tua Tagovailoa was. But he's trying the best that he can, gosh darn it, uh, coming in with 67 completed passes out of 107 attempts, 845 yards, seven touchdowns to one interception. So things right there are starting to look good for me. Uh, How was their running game by chance? Running game, Isaiah Spiller leading the way with 325 yards on 46 carries. Anaya Smith, 20 carries, 109 yards. Uh, The longest touch or the biggest uh, amount of touchdowns they have, Isaiah Spiller has that lead with two. Um, Several big things to take away from the Texas A&M offense. They outlead the opposition with uh, 74 first downs to 61. Uh, They've rushed for 503 total yards, thrown for 862. A typical uh, Texas-style offense, no matter where you're at, uh, either if you're up in Lubbock or Baylor or Texas A&M, you're probably going to see some guys slinging the ball around because that's what Texas uh, Texas does is uh, produces a lot of quarterbacks. So uh, you can expect a lot of that in the game as well. Um, defense going to be a key thing there. How are they going to stop the air raid offense? Probably more questions for so on uh, the Mississippi State side of things than on the uh, Texas A&M side of things. I mean, taking a look at what Mississippi State's been able to do, of course, uh, you think of the 623-yard game by K.J. Costello, uh, hasn't really been able to get back on that horse since then, but um, maybe this will be the week. I don't know. Uh, coming in, uh, Kylan Hill, that's another guy I'm looking forward to uh, getting some info uh, from as well. And uh, maybe we can see him have a uh, have a pretty good day as well, uh, maybe catching the ball. Um, another pretty interesting question that I thought uh, was brought up uh, with uh, KJ Costello, if he were not able to get it together, and you looked at um, 
maybe looking at Will Rogers. Will Rogers, I thought, had a pretty good day considering he did end up throwing two interceptions. But when you're in that situation where things are just not going well, it's just not going to go well. And uh, K.J. Costello threw two interceptions because of that. Right now for K.J. Costello, 1,168 yards, six touchdowns to nine interceptions. All that going on in three games. And he's added one interception to his total every game that he's gone on. He threw two interceptions against LSU, three interceptions against Arkansas, and four interceptions against Kentucky. Maybe we won't see five interceptions. I don't want to see that, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but back to what I was saying about Will Rogers. Will Rogers, if you know he's just not working out, if he's hurt, whatever it is, will Garrett Schrader move back? Um, yeah, it's another possibility. Not bad of... A th- not bad of a thing to have when you uh, have a former quarterback at wide receiver, such as uh, KJ, or excuse me, that's uh, Garrett Schrader. Uh, so yeah, Mississippi State, Texas A&M coming up at three o'clock tomorrow on ESPN. Another reminder that's going to uh, that game is going to be on ESPN instead of SEC Network as originally planned. Some games got canceled, some games got moved around. So uh, they gave us the Big Boy Network, and I'm looking forward to showing the nation what Mississippi State is made of. We've got a couple more SEC football games to preview. I know two games are not going to be played this week, and we hope that things continue to go well and we get to see everybody else play. Uh, This is Locked On Mississippi State, your team every day. The Maroon Friday show of Locked On Mississippi State. We're going to preview some SEC games going on this weekend as well. As we mentioned, uh, Vanderbilt at Missouri postponed due to a COVID-19 situation with Vanderbilt. They played very shorthanded last week against South Carolina. They're even more shorthanded this week. I think they only had about 50, 55 uh, scholarship players that were out there. That kind of really adds up a little bit. I know the game's only played with 11 men at a time, but... Uh, you know, somebody gets hurt, you need to try to get somebody some more playing time. 55 players adds up after a while, and you just want to uh, try to do everything you can to keep them safe and to get them healthy again so they can be ready to play next week. The other game that was postponed, LSU at Florida. Florida announcing they had 19 positive COVID cases following the Texas A&M game, and that was uh, kind of poor timing, I think. And I know that, uh, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but uh, Dan Mullen making the comment that he would like to see 88,000 people at the Swamp to uh, watch them play LSU. Not going to happen. Both of those games expected to be made up on December the 12th. That was the uh, built-in bye week that everybody had following the last game of the year and uh, in between the last game of the year and the SEC championship game. A couple of 12 o'clock, or a couple of 11 o'clock games, rather, uh, 12 o'clock Eastern games, Auburn at South Carolina, Kentucky at Tennessee, uh, two teams, I believe, that learned a lot about themselves last week, Auburn and Tennessee. So we'll first start with Auburn. Auburn uh, coming in at number 15 on the year, or number 15 ranking. They're playing at South Carolina. South Carolina getting their first win, a 41-7 win on the road at Vanderbilt last week. Auburn coming in uh, struggling. Not hasn't really done anything to impress me much this year. I know uh, Bo Nix, one of the big guys uh, being talked about as far as the quarterback uh, race is concerned, 
outside of Kyle Trask, of course, KJ Costello, Felipe Franks moving over to Arkansas from Florida. Um, but yeah, uh, Bo Nix hasn't been able to get it together. They barely won last week against Arkansas. Probably feel like they shouldn't have won. Uh, but I think they're going to get a win uh, this time against South Carolina. I believe it's just one of those things that um, I don't know how pretty it'll be, but I think Auburn uh, much more talented, much better coached right now than South Carolina. Kentucky at Tennessee. Tennessee looking to bounce back after having a pretty good first half with Georgia. We've seen that a couple times this year where teams have had a pretty good first half against Georgia. But uh Arkansas wasn't able to hold on. Neither was Tennessee. They got that huge loss. They dropped down to number 18. They host the Kentucky Wildcats. And I believe this is probably going to be one of the most evenly matched games of the weekend. Kentucky and Tennessee. uh, That game being played in Neyland. I like the Vols' chances in that one because of that. I think Coach Jeremy Pruitt's going to uh, help the guys bounce back. Kentucky's going to try everything they can, but they're going to fall to 1-3 and this week. I'm taking Tennessee in that one. Ole Miss at Arkansas. Arkansas, a a team that has surprised many people uh, so far. They come in at one and two, but I'd say they're probably the best one and two team in the conference. The other two teams that are one and two are are Arkansas, LSU, Mississippi State, uh, Ole Miss. We got a piece of them a couple weeks ago, so we know exactly what they're about. Uh, the other two, a couple teams are Kentucky, Missouri, and South Carolina. Um, Ole Miss, they're feeling pretty good, too. They played uh, Nick Saban's team very well. A lot of uh, hinting that maybe Lane Kiffin knew the signs beforehand. I don't really know if that's true or not, but um, I believe it's going to be a pretty entertaining game. This game is going to be played at uh, Fayetteville. Uh, I think they're going to get a big home win. I'm going to pull for the Arkansas Razorbacks in more ways than one. I think Arkansas gets a big win in that one. Um, And then the big game of the week, number three, Georgia, number two, Alabama. The game being played in Tuscaloosa, of course, my thoughts are always going to go towards uh, Alabama. Um, They're playing at home. Not very many people are going to be there. I think the capacity still is just under 20,000. Georgia... um, They've had they've had a pretty good year. Stetson Bennett, I think, has surprised some people, including myself. That quarterback situation played out a lot better than I thought it would, a lot of, better than I thought a lot of people thought that it would. Uh, Stetson Bennett going into Tuscaloosa. But the big thing there, Coach Nick Saban has been uh, diagnosed with uh, COVID-19. He had a positive case last time I checked. He was asymptomatic. He was still coaching via Zoom. They also came out with a rule that said that you cannot coach from home if you are, uh, if you have contracted COVID, uh, not able to coach from home, so no Zoom calls, no coaching over the video board, nothing like that for Nick Saban. Uh, so filling in will be Steve Sarkeesian, and they've got a handful of former head coaches on that staff. Uh, you've got him, uh, Charlie Strong, Butch Jones is <laughs> still there too, uh, but they are going with Sark as the interim head coach. Does that put an advantage over uh, for Georgia? I don't really know. We'll have to see about that one. That's still a toss-up for me. I still think uh, Bama comes away with that win. And uh, our game tomorrow, of course, coming up at 3 o'clock on ESPN. It will be uh, Mississippi State taking on Texas A&M, the last game before we uh, get our first bye week of the year. So uh, hoping that we can come into that, get some momentum. And when we return in a couple of weeks, 
against Alabama that we will be fired up and ready to go. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. That's Locked On Miss State, Locked On M I S S S T. You can also send us an email, Locked On Mississippi State at gmail.com. So until Monday, we hope you have a great weekend. Be sure to pull the dogs through for us. I'm definitely counting on you. Hell State, we'll talk again soon.